0: Fusion Patrol is a listener-supported podcast. Find out how you can help support us at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. This is the Fusion Patrol podcast. Each week we look at a different science fiction TV episode or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm John. And tonight, we are looking at StarCops, episode number three, Intelligent Listening for Beginners. On Earth, there's trouble at the mill as a computer system goes haywire, blowing up a chemical plant but it's not a total loss. It gives the BBC stunt team a chance to shine in the chaos. (laughs) On the moon, Spring and David are preparing for a trip to Outpost 9, a remote location even on the moon. As they prepare, they discuss the pending dismissal of two star cops, Hubble and Kenzie. Spring has determined that they are bent cops. David doesn't think he has enough evidence. Security at Outpost 9 is tight and the visit seems almost pointless. Dr. Chandry, head of the outpost, cannot tell them about the research they do, but he's picked up some potentially troubling news through his research. An organization of anarchists are planning on blowing up a space shuttle. He knows nothing save that they are called the Black Hand Group, or BHG for short. Spring has more than a usual copper's knowledge of computers and works out that Outpost 9 must be working on an intelligent listening system, a computer system that taps into a vast amount of broadcast information and uses algorithms to sift through it and pick up information of use to the intelligence community. All this information could have been imparted over the comlink and Spring is certain Chandry wants to tell him more, but he gets nothing more. On Earth, they're having problems in the channel The computers have diverted two oncoming trains onto the same track, causing the trains to collide at high speed, killing hundreds. Like the chemical plant disaster, strange poetry appears on the computer screens before the disaster happens. Kenzie, one of the bent cops, unaware that she's about to be fired, arrives on the moon to meet Spring for the first time. She's come with a great idea. An Australian company makes these new weapons just made for space warfare. Just exactly the sort of thing Star Cops could use. Spring isn't interested though. He plays back a video of a detained perp giving her a bribe, and now she's fired. But she's an Australian, and she's not going to take this lying down. At this point, she meets Colin Devis, the newest star cop, who was pretending to be the perp that bribed her. David is not happy. Devis also attempted to bribe him, although he passed the test with flying colors. He has words with Spring, however, Spring preempts his outrage with a promotion to second-in-command of the Star Cops. David gives Divas his first assignment. Go to Earth and negotiate a contract to purchase those weapons Kenzie showed them, bypassing her and any possible profit she'd get from the deal. Box has turned up very little information about the BHG, so Spring returns to talk to Chandry alone. When he arrives, the pieces start to fall into place. Chandri has discovered the computer worm and how it infects the computers. It's installed in a small piece of circuitry at the manufacturing plant and lays dormant until triggered by an activation code, a line of poetry. O Rose, Thou Art Sick. The computers affected were made at the Chandry family business. In fact, he developed it himself and has used it, killing the other members of the Outpost 9 staff. His intelligent listening system that he's been developing for some government is a failure, which Spring suspected because of the poor quality information provided about the BHG. Now, rather than be found to be a failure, Chandry will destroy Outpost 9 and all the evidence, along with Spring. Spring overpowers Chandry and kills him with one of those new space weapons, which, incidentally, Chandry also developed. With a base set to self-destruct, can Spring escape in time? Back on Earth, Davis is returning from his mission to purchase weapons. Coincidentally, he gets a flight with Kenzie, who is returning to space because she loves it out there. Any friends that she thought she had in high places got pulled out from under her by Spring's cagey purchase of the high-tech weapons. Miracle of miracles, the information from Chantry wasn't a complete waste of time. This just happens to be the shuttle that the BHG planned to hijack and destroy. Devis and Kenzie take on the hijackers and, in a piece of fielding on the boundary, Kenzie uses her Australian super cricket powers to catch a glass globe containing a deadly pathogen. With Devis and Kenzie the heroes of the day, Kenzie uses her time on the news to brag about how brilliant Spring was for planting them on the shuttle flight to prevent the disaster. Cornered, Spring, oh, who did escape from Outpost 9, must reinstate her. So I just want to start this by saying, before I ask what you thought of this episode, that I think that I speak on behalf of, like, every person who's ever had a position that has to deal with computer technology uh, and systems um, that was spoken in this that i I thought was a little bit i thought was a little bit too graphic and terrifying for television when when that engineer said. The second process line is out of phase. I nearly pooped my pants uh, in terror. <laughs> I mean, that is that is you do not ever want to hear somebody say that. And then when the third one started to go, oh oh oh, I was it was uh, it was shocking. I, I it was it was truly shocking. Anyway, so uh, intelligent <laughs> listening for beginners. What, what did you think of this episode?
1: Uh, it, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, amazed at the entire thing is a. Uh, you know, the, all of the uh, computer problems they had was pretty much just a, a ploy to cover up a failure. Um, wow. <laughs> it was pretty weird. I, yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I was not where I expected that to go.
1: No, um, no I thought there were going to be real terrorists. No, it was just a crazy guy in the moon.
0: <laughs> well, there there were real terrorists, but well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but not quite. Yeah, the, the yeah, computer virus it's... had nothing to do with the virus. Yeah. Yeah. With the terrorists. Um yes it, it this is a i enjoyed the episode uh, i i don't know i may have enjoyed it as much or more than any of the previous episodes uh just from a i'm watching a piece of television and i'm having having fun i mean apart from the part where i had to stop and change my underwear but after that <laughs> oh yeah that yeah. opening yeah. But, processor lines um, oh my oh <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> uh, it should have contained a warning at the beginning of this mm, yes you know viewer discretion is advised um but anyway, uh, yeah, and it's also, in in some ways, it's really, it's, I don't want to say it prescient isn't quite the right word, but in a way it is. I mean, the whole thing about intelligent listening systems, which, you know, is not a thing. And when I say it's not a thing, it's not called intelligent listening systems. No. <laughs> yeah, its
1: name starts with an A and has an L and an X in it. And you can buy them on Amazon.
0: Oh, yeah, there's that, too. There's that, <laughs> yes. too. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> but, you know, the rise of the mass surveillance programs oh, yeah. of oh, yeah. of the United States and other prison yes, echelon uh, carnivore. But what's exactly interesting about, about those, data mining, yes. those are all data mining. Mm-hmm. They're all Internet, IP-based, as far as I know. Not an expert on those. But, you know, well, this seems to be... Like, he's paying attention to audio chatter, is
1: the impression I
0: got from this. Which, you know, great, cool, you got the idea, and you're worried about this sort of mass surveillance thing. Boy, did you miss the boat on what they're massively surveilling.
1: Oh, well, yeah, in that respect, yeah, they they completely missed it. But uh, I think today there are some forms of uh, uh, audio eavesdropping on, say, cell phone connections or something like that are done oh, I'm automatically. Sure you know, and the idea there is to you know, gather all the data and then sift through it and uh, you know, anonymize it if you must. But uh, you know, the phone numbers, that's the important bit. Mm-hmm. That's how you make the connections and that's part of the metadata.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I, I didn't mean to imply mm-hmm. that we didn't have any audio listening ones because I'm sure that that they do. I just don't, you know, that's not where it started.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. it's, It's much easier to eavesdrop on digital communications, you know, computer traffic, and basically text than it is for audio. But I'm sure that there's a program somewhere that's, you know, actively listening for conversations that are interesting to
0: somebody. Or probably podcasts oh yeah anything so yeah we're on an fbi watch list just from oh, talking about this yeah undoubtedly i mentioned echelon and carnivore in the same you did. sentence Prism ah! and Prism. Prism. Yeah, yeah 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 quite a few yeah. others but uh yeah so, in
1: fact I, I think i hear a car rolling up now
0: <laughs> well they can't not up here at the top of my bunker <laughs> hill exactly <laughs> we, I mean, we got yeah. a placement saying so uh, exactly but
1: no room for him to turn around (laughs) no no sir
0: the title intelligent listening for beginners Mm -hmm. it's almost like the author of this story was trying to give the public a primer in something that he's got a bug about no pun intended yeah. You yeah. know? Because I, I, I don't quite get it. Unless, was that when the four beginners stuff was was getting big in in 87? 87? Yeah.
1: I don't remember that, no.
0: I mean, obviously, the four dummies came along after that.
1: Yeah. And then there's the Idiot's Guide.
0: Idiot's Guides. Those came after the four dummies, I think.
1: Well, I think the, you know, What Not for Beginner books were around probably before that.
0: Yeah, it, it could be. I mean, I, obviously, it's it's meant to be playing off of that for beginners, but now you'd use for idiots or for dummies because that's right. what's...
1: Well, but it, then it, you it, get a, a copyright strike.
0: You, you can't copyright a title.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure some lawyer would... would... Would uh, want to complain.
0: <laughs> if you want to, if you want to write "Gone with the Wind," you can write yeah, "Gone yeah, with yeah, the Wind" yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Can, but, uh, but unfortunately, it cannot contain the same characters, right? <laughs> or story, I, I guess that's, yeah. that's where they draw the line. I don't know. Um, yeah, so it's an interesting concept, and and it it doesn't it doesn't really have anything to do with a story. Well,
1: other than there's somebody who is, is trying to design an intelligent listening system, and he's, he's, you know, uh, he's a beginner at it. That's about it.
0: I, I, yeah. I mean, it's like we have the whole sequence where Spring and David go out there and, and Chandri gives them information. And mm-hmm. what we learn, what we think we learn through Spring's supposition is that Chandri got this little piece of information. And he gives the information to the star cops in the hopes that real policemen will ferret out some useful information, which he will then get back from the police. And then he will turn it into the intelligence agencies and say, look what I found out. Something of that nature.
1: Yeah. After the fact, (laughs) I guess. Maybe they don't have timestamps in the future.
0: Yeah. And so (laughs) it's... Well, they probably wouldn't produce the data. He would just probably say, Oh, I got this thing and he'd type up a report. This is the computer told me to be worried about this and Yeah, yeah. So he he would you know, even if it's after the after the um event that either happens or is prevented by the police, right he could say, I got this information, but because you know, it's top secret, I couldn't give him more than I did, I, and I'd have liked to have, but um, yeah, it, it's just, but you know, ultimately, that's not what this has to do with. That's just almost sort of an incidental. It could have been any kind of computer system that Chandry was building that he couldn't complete and needed to cover up. Right. But they chose that one, and they, so much so that they chose to put it in the title of the episode. And it just makes me think that the that the writer of this story had just probably run across an article in an airplane magazine somewhere about <laughs> yep. intelligent listening and said, Oh I better warn the world I'll be the next Doomwatch.
1: Exactly. Um, exactly. And,
0: yep. But uh, you know, and, and I think I think it's fair to say that uh an intelligent listening system is a fairly complicated piece of software. Oh yeah. Yep. So it's not unreasonable to believe that there would be some uh what counts as a success? I mean, that was a success. It was actually a success. Yeah, it I'm, turned I'm, up I'm, the black handgram uh, thing, and
1: yeah, it's, so uh, yeah. I, I I don't know. I think the guy was just nuts. I mean, I believe
0: just... you are correct.
1: I mean, when when he was introduced, uh, my first thought was, "Oh look, that's the uh, typical smug rich guy scientist
0: character." He's probably crazy. You mean? Elon oh yeah, Musk. he was. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I didn't know how to read him when they got off the, when we got off the the shuttle or the moon buggy. Yeah, it's like buggy. okay, nice moon buggy by the way. I did like that moon. buggy. Yeah,
1: that was nice. Good good visual uh, effects. Could have been uh, filmed a little bit better or videotaped or however they did it, but other than that, not bad.
0: Yeah, hand animated perhaps. <laughs>
1: well, there's some depth of field issues, and you can fix that by using smaller apertures in your cameras, but that means you have to have longer exposures and you have to crank the film at a different rate. Mm-hmm. It was a complex formula to figure for, for figuring out scale of an object.
0: If only they um, had computers for that kind of thing.
1: I know. I, well, actually, it's not that complicated. It's pretty easy to do, but <laughs> uh, you would just have to do it, but it would take time. Well, this is, this is <laughs> partially that they same...
0: Ha- that same formula, where you take a, a toy car and mm-hmm. you work out the overcrank rate, so that when the toy car car goes off the cliff, it falls at a rate consistent with how fast a car actually would fall, and yet somehow it still looks fake, even if they do the calculation <laughs> right. <laughs> well,
1: I, also, I, don't, I mean, I, I get.
0: It, I'm not saying they couldn't have done yeah, it better, yeah, but it's it, just I've always thought it, that was funny. That it's like this it seems yes. like this should be simple math, and yet. It doesn't, I'm sure, I'm sure that with about now, you know, five minutes internet research, I could figure out the, if I didn't remember the 9.8 meter per second uh, acceleration uh, Mm -hmm. uh, constants, uh, how fast a car going off a cliff, how high the cliff was, how heavy the car was, you know, how long it would take to reach the bottom. Yeah. And then that would be easy enough to take a toy car. If it would redo that that, crank it it just never looks right and i wonder if it's something to do with the fact that they can't actually crank the film at the exact right rate uh no it's it's got to be a factor of something and
1: it's probably some other visual cues like uh for example when something's moving and you're having to like do stop motion animation or whatnot uh there's no motion blur on the object so all the motions are very crisp uh the, they were the the guy who did the visual effects for the movie RoboCop, uh, I believe his name was uh, Phil Tippett. He figured out a way of doing it by putting a piece of glass in front of the camera and actually blurring the image a little bit with Vaseline to give motion effect when he was uh, hand-animating the uh, ed Two Nine big robot thing, you know, the hmm. killer robot.
0: Yeah, Almost uh, the same technique used to make Barbara Bain look younger.
1: <laughs> almost, except that's a piece of net usually <laughs> put behind the lens yeah next to the uh the film point but yeah <laughs> yeah kind of yeah
0: but- ah film yeah right it's- right <laughs> <It's-> yep <laughs> the other thing I- actually i i i jest earlier about crazy rich guys being elon mm-hmm. musk but <laughs> only a little <laughs> Yeah. um there, there's a guy that's got his hand in all sorts of stuff, and, and Chandri is intelligent listening systems, mm-hmm. uh, computer worms, He's doing uh, research uh, on systems. the moon.
1: <laughs> I mean, he could be doing computer research on the Earth for a lot cheaper, but no, he chose to be on the moon.
0: All right. I wonder if that's – is it security or is it the ability to intercept all those signals? Boy, I don't know. Uh, you know,
1: they'd be a lot stronger if you were near Earth. So they should be easier to pick up if you're actually going to listen to the radio, um, you know. And yeah, it's secure from people driving up to it, whatnot. But if you really wanted to get rid of the base, you just drop a rock on it at very high speeds, and it's gone.
0: Oh, um, so spoilers for later episodes of The Expanse, probably.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, it's been in many science fiction books.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Anyways, yes. <laughs> So then, there's the other, the other piece of computer technology in this, the worm. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, the worm coded on a chip.
1: Now, I would say that if he was able to make a little chip with the program on it and have it put into all sorts of control devices, at least two, he knew that the whole thing was a failure a long time ago, because that's not something you just pass out like in twenty minutes.
0: I, I, yeah, I. <laughs> it's, it's actually, okay. it had to be in place for quite a while. Too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure that the chemical plant wasn't built overnight. Right. And the Chunnel computer systems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's face it it's twenty it's twenty nineteen as we record this twenty twenty as people will hear this episode. And my bet is that the Chunnel tunnel is still using the exact same computers it did the day it opened. Well, I'm sure some of them have been upgraded, but... They're probably running Windows XP by now, perhaps, or ME. Still running DOS. (laughs) No. It's probably some European uh, off-brand operating system because of, you know... Possibly saying it's written all in French? (laughs) (laughs) It could be. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, again, this is one of those... Well, miss, dude, miss. <laughs> like, well, maybe he it... just
1: he he did that just as a, a safeguard against future failures. It's like, well, if I really screw up, like, did, did he this do it as a weapon system?
0: Maybe, maybe. You know, it does seem to me like, I yeah, the motivation behind that is pretty difficult to figure out. Yeah, Chandra um, really did
1: seem to have a little violent streak running through him. You know, making that laser and all.
0: Yes. Um, so maybe this is a weapon system. Well, Who knows? It was to impress. his father. It was a father. success. <laughs> it, it was to impress his father, but you know, uh, oh, that could be it. He was actually trying to
1: destroy his father by sabotaging the equipment. But his father's dead. All right, get rid of the company. Maybe his brother. Yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, well, it's his Grass-made company. Straws. That was All the right. weird part. I mean, in the did end, did I they say the man's announced- crazy? Did I, did, I, did I mention that before? I think I think that is probably the <laughs> takeaway piece from this that he was a little bit that he was a little bit crazy. You mean yeah.
1: possibly loony?
0: Uh, oh, very good. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's on the moon. Because, oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very good, very good indeed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think we figured out, uh, Mr. Boucher. I think that's the guy who wrote this one. Or Was this, this Baker?
0: B- uh, Chris Boucher? Yeah. I think it's Boucher. 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 Right. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, but I, I, the idea, again, the writer, the idea of a computer worm embedded into a computer, system, not unheard of. They had them, they had them going back quite a ways actually, but Obviously, the first
1: big one hit around 1988, which is actually after this
0: big one. Yes. This viral, viral one.
1: Right. Right. The one that actually did some serious damage.
0: Yeah. They had they had them going back. I I looked it up. I didn't bother to make it mark it down, but they had them on the Apple. They had them on the Amiga. They had them going back uh, even further. But you're right. The the Mm -hmm. really big one, the first big one actually was infected in 87 and blew up in '88. That's ah, okay, how that right. worked. It's yes, <laughs> like December thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth, or something like that in '88, and it it cracked down, and it had plenty of time to spread. But and he didn't name know, check
1: that's... the uh, the guys who did create it though. Mm. That uh, what is his name? Social moral or something like that. <sighs> yeah. I
0: mean, yeah, Morris. Anyways. Something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was. Uh, you know, but this is not what we think of when we think of a computer virus. And of course, they never call it a computer virus, although they sort of do. Yeah, they do, but they didn't actually
1: say it. I mean, it's like a virus. Yes. Yeah. What you like mean it is a virus? Oh wait, no. it's
0: computer worm is <laughs> like has a virus of the brain. Yeah. And. hmm But of course, it doesn't. I obviously this is a this is a minefield to try to sound authoritative on. But a virus spreads by itself; it's self-replicating. A Computer virus, yes, yeah. Right? It goes and this out is, and is finds not a way to this is right, a, this exactly. Is a... It's, it's a piece of hardware, yeah. So, I think that it's is technically
1: more akin to a logic bomb in a program,
0: yeah. Yep, so, um, so we don't know why he did it, but it was very convenient for him. Um, mm-hmm. how the <laughs> here's the question they don't mention, okay? But... So, you've gotten this chip onto the control circuit. So I assume what we have to say is that the chip is placed in all control circuits from all computers that come out of Chantry Electronics or whatever it's called. And so there are probably millions of computers worldwide up to and probably including all of those guns.
1: (laughs) I didn't think about that.
0: Uh-huh. It and could be that
1: they're just in a certain type of of uh, it's controlling control You know how
0: that, you yeah. know how that goes. They manufacture certain types of control boards and then they reuse those for various purposes. Yeah. They may not yeah. be in the guns, but they're obviously in a whole lot of stuff out there. And now he's got the ability to destroy those computers simply by hacking into them to <laughs> use the poem line, O Rose, Thou Art Sick. And that's the part that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If he can hack into the computer to send the O Rose, Thou Art Sick, then he didn't need to have the program installed on the control chip.
1: Exactly. He could just send it to him.
0: (laughs) So, again, a bit of a miss on the computer stuff, (laughs) but a fascinating sort of wake-up call because... I think people needed in 1987 needed to see that if you got a worm in your computer the whole damn place could blow up with explosions and stuntmen flying all over the place. Oh
1: yeah, definitely.
0: And steam pouring out of conveniently placed steam vents.
1: <laughs> uh, purposely placed steam vents because yeah. <laughs> uh, it's part of their alarm system. If you see white vapors issuing forth from any of the walls, run like run. mad. Run,
0: run, jump, watch out for (laughs) the explosions, hit the trampolines, do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah. There were some beautiful dives in that stunt.
0: There were, uh, there were. I was uh, thinking, cavalcade of stunts, yeah. Havoc, that was the team that used to do the stunt stuff for uh, uh, Pertwee era Doctor Who. Oh, really? There was actually a team that uh, they called themselves Havoc, that's right, (laughs) and uh, that's great. I, I don't know, I think they may have all been. I don't know whether they were contracted to BBC or what, but, but yeah, they, they, and you can tell their work because first off, you, there's certain guys you recognize over and over again. <laughs> um, but you know, the explosions, the jumping, the, the, the bang and the, yeah. so, and I was watching this going, it's those guys. It's gotta be those guys.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. I'm going to have to watch out for that.
0: So, uh, I, I, I was a little worried I, I frankly, I was say I, I I make I make jest about the second process line is out of phase <laughs> because you know that was innocuous enough until the guy goes oh no now the third one's out of line hit the alarm and when he hit the alarm then the steam starts venting and yeah. the stuff I'm like what the heck is the steam part of the alarm system or yeah. is the steam what's resulting from the the computers being out of phase and what yeah, the, crisp-
1: yeah, if the processor line is mismatched. Steam will come out from everything and then it'll explode.
0: And we didn't know what kind of place it was till afterwards that it was a chemical plant. I
1: thought that because the opening shot is of what looked to be an office building. I thought it was a computer center of some form Me too. For research. It's like, okay. It, so in your, Supercomputer center, you have a, a master alarm that fires off steam and then explosions. What the hell? Huh. What are you running your computers on? Gas and propane?
0: <laughs> I, yeah, uh, it's the was... latest
1: processor. It gets uh, over uh, 24,000 megacycles per gallon of fuel. Oh, that's great. gallon
0: <laughs> Megaflops. <laughs> well, very per gallon. efficient. That's hey, new, exactly
1: uh... megaflops per gallon. Gigaflops in the future, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: we're, we're hoping to crack the uh, petaflop per gallon barrier any time this decade.
0: <laughs> because fossil ful- fuels will last forever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 oh, here I <are> am. <laughs> mm. Before we go on um, yeah. and talk about the, the, the some of the other aspects of it, I, I tracked down the poem. Oh, you did? The Sick Rose <laughs> by William Blake. And it's a short poem, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to read the whole thing here.
1: Well, Box read it huh? to us, but yeah, read it to us.
0: <laughs> did he read the whole thing? I Well, I don't know. I have never heard it before, so he might have or he might have not. It's, 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 eight, it's eight lines long. So oh, it yeah, he probably it did. Oh, Rose, thou art sick, the invisible worm that flies in the night in the howling storm has found out thy bed of crimson joy, And his dark secret love does thy life destroy. And that's it. I think Box said it better, but yeah, it was good. (laughs) And and I uh, I went down a freaking rabbit hole uh, trying to figure out what the heck that thing means. And it turns out it's considered... To be a very enigmatic poem, which is poetry <laughs> experts speak for I have no clue what it stands for either. Mm. And uh, we Laudna. don't know what it means. That's probably what it was. I don't know. I saw pages <laughs> after pages analyzing the number of words per line and the use of oh vowels. My goodness. And, it's like the Bible and code. The, the rhyme and stuff. And they still, to the end, came up to nothing. We think the rose <laughs> and the worm represent people. But or humanity or aspects of humanhood could represent a
1: rose and a worm.
0: One person, (laughs) one person suggested that the use of the letter O, because every line except for line three contains the letter O, making it the most common letter used in the poem that the O stands for a whole. The hole is an empty place in the worm or in the rose or that the i wish i was making this up i really no, wish i was that's... making this or that O oh, represents a circle for completeness and the circle of of it's like oh oh my
1: that's what it represents booze the writer booze. was a little bit it too drunk laudanum. and laudanum, laudanum exactly. or, yep. or as i said absence oh
0: yeah yeah absence and laudanum. Uh, william mm. blake 18th century well, definitely Bit yeah. of a bit of a radical, uh, friends with Thomas Paine and Mary Wallenstonecraft. Oh. Um very much uh, a fan of revolution uh, and heavy drugs. Ad- apparently, advocated for you know basically overthrowing the British government uh, after the American Revol- and the French revolutions, which he was quite on board with, and uh, stuff like that. So um, not very popular in his in his own time
1: really do say apparently
0: not, not <laughs> even and had some nasty things to say about god uh, uh as well yes. or or religion let's say um yeah but i i couldn't i couldn't dig too deep into it after reading that analysis of the the sick the sick rose because it's like oh boy i apparently, wonder how many
1: people have done their college thesis on it
0: well apparently he was a quite accomplished uh illuminator very mean, accomplished. Uh, the artwork really yes yes i yes. never yes. would have thought that that's how he that was very creative made most of his money <laughs> wow <laughs> huh interesting um, yeah yeah he he got married and then his wife could not read or write so he taught her to read and write and taught her to do draft work and then she and he worked together illuminating manuscripts and things and doing wow. illustrations um he did all his own his own poetry work i guess he is amazing. he sounds like an interesting character. Mm. Uh, unfortunately I had, you know, uh four minutes of time to scan mm-hmm. over it when there are pages and pages and pages written about written about him. So I did I found nothing about him being nuts, but I did find uh that he does write poetry that people to this day haven't got a clue what the heck it was about. And I think maybe maybe that's why uh Chantry likes it because he's nuts um,
1: and a revolutionary. I don't know.
0: <laughs> could be, could be. I, I did think it was interesting that he made that comment about not wanting to take lives or or being, yeah, life is and precious. Then yeah. Turned out that he just he developed the the space weapon. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: like I said, I, he's got quite a violent streak.
0: I'm guessing that he did that because his dad thought it was a cool idea. So he he did it to impress his dad, even though it's against his basic code. Although obviously, yeah. since he well, killed everyone on Outpost Nine, maybe he maybe that was just uh, well, you know, he just was talk.
1: crazy. So all bets are off.
0: I'm doing it for the better good. Yep, I'm doing it like so my dad won't good. be ashamed of it's... me, even though he's dead. Yeah, uh, huh. your yeah. dad would not be proud of you. Oh, I am a wilting rose that is sick with a worm. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. There you go. I think you just figured it out. I may have figured out the poem. Blake was far more ahead of his time than he thought. He knew that it was preparing it for this episode of Star Cops. That is amazing. And I'm sure there's
1: a conspiracy channel director who would be willing to make a show about
0: that. Future conspiracy channel. The learning channel nowadays. Oh, yeah, Discovery. Yeah, history channel. Travel yes. channel. <laughs> Any of those, yes. Any of those would be more than. History channel, that one in particular. Yep. Ugh. That's what they should tackle on Star Cops. Mm. TV that's been overtaken by corporate interests. Um, mm. Anyway. Um. <laughs> well, if there would have been a second season, then maybe they would have. Yeah, that's maybe so. Um, in the technical uh department before we move on. Uh I loved David's pronunciation of the word parameters as parameters.
1: <laughs> yeah, parameters. Yes. They're not quite meters. Not, they're not parameters.
0: Yeah, they're, they're parameters. Uh, they're not good enough to be meters, but uh, but we can use mm-hmm. them if we need them. Um <laughs> yeah, parameters, like parachutes. Yep. <laughs> I, I actually had to go back and listen to that one a second time when he said that. It's like, wait, did he just say what I think he said? Parameters. He did. Okay. <laughs> it was 1987 and actors are probably not the most computer literate people in 1987 as a whole. Yeah, well, so, still. and Or directors or, or writers or continuity people or...
1: Parameter. I mean, it's it's used for other things too. So
0: it, it, it is true. Not but It is computers. kind of a <laughs> the gun. Oh
1: yes, the, the gun. gun. hmm. I I think cool it's
0: it, it's a cool idea. Um, and obviously there's a reason for not using his service revolver on a space station. So that's a clever idea, and surprising that it's taken them that long. I mean, okay. Again, hindsight, tasers.
1: Yeah. I don't think anybody saw tasers coming. That was...
0: That's true. But, you know, I would have thought that that would have been pretty early in the game of going into <coughs> space. In fact, I'm willing to bet that the U.S. has space guns, even oh, yeah. as we speak.
1: Yeah, there's you plenty know. of, uh, you know, medium velocity weaponry that could be used. You know, something that shoots akin to uh, rubber bullets or bean bags at somebody. That would be pretty effective or... I mean, you could still fire a gun in space. It, you know, it might put a hole through the station, but it's a tiny hole, and it would take a long time for all the air to leak out, and you could just patch it later.
0: So it's, you know, it's except not for as the, dangerous Except thing. for all the people who would be sucked out through that little tiny bullet-shaped hole like Goldfinger. <laughs>
1: yeah, about that. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That, I saw know, it. You know, they that, did that, for real. That actually that was...
1: happened on the ISS, you know. That little hole they found on the wall, and then the... Astronaut plugged it with his finger for a long time until they got a patch on it. Yeah, I thought did, that was pretty cool. Did,
0: did he not? I don't know. <laughs> so I, he exposed his finger to uh, yeah, a yeah vacuum. The outside? Yeah, the hole it was did, tiny. It
1: was like what sixteenth of an inch or something like that.
0: Oh, even smaller, even quarter a inch something, uh, or something.
1: Not quarter inch, but uh, eighth of an inch would probably be all right. Probably the most that would happen. You get a blood blister.
0: Hmm. I was going to say, I mean, the, the deep, hard radiation of space killed him. <laughs> <his finger>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Explosive decompression of that part of the finger. Boom! And then, <laughs> oh, yeah. <no>. Awful. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a throwaway line in this, and I thought it was, again, interesting. And that is, this gun can be programmed based on the color of your skin.
1: Yeah, variable frequency laser. That's actually pretty cool. I don't know if they actually have something like that. You know, well, I suppose if you had three different colored lasers, you could mix them together, but I'm not sure if it would have the desired results.
0: Why would you do this? Uh, Is well, it, I mean, the only thing I can think it, of is that, basically, it's Australians, so... And I'm sure they're making a commentary about race relations in Australia, so we are talking about... uh suppressing the indigenous population or, um where they wanted to get a rise of the uh the black american actor or the
1: black american character but it was almost a know. throwaway line i know
0: i it was like I, oh so we've invented a race gun okay yeah and then and then that's it and it's like okay that's an interesting idea but maybe that's would, just to would say we that, we in do the,
1: that in the future race is still a consideration
0: i don't know would such a gun be of use against somebody wearing, say, a white body stocking?
1: Um, well, yes. If, if you want the maximum uh, energy absorption of your laser, you're going to tune it to whatever that material is going to absorb best at. You know?
0: No, what I'm saying is that so if you've developed a weapon that like you can go in and shoot into a crowd mm-hmm. and only hurt the people of color— then uh, would not people of color adopt if they're going to have a riot? Oh, yeah,
1: it would be pretty easy to uh, stop, you know, to fix that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it it seems like a really strange, and it also seems like a strange thing for Dr. Chantry, also a person of color, to have developed. I suppose. Unless he's intending only to shoot like his dad.
1: Or or maybe it's... Are you proud uh, of
0: me, father? <laughs>
1: Well, maybe it's it's for uh, you know maybe they've tried laser weapons in the past and you know the 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 bad guys figured out that they can wear certain colors or you know certain materials and the lasers have no effect on them. So if you had a laser that was multi-frequency that you could say sweep up and down the spectrum, uh, it, you know that would defeat any sort of uh you know colored armor uh, protection you might have. Hmm. Hmm
0: what did he specifically state this was a laser weapon uh, or she well, she did, and it definitely
1: had a handle on it, and I thought you it was it an, like a pistol cool
0: energy weapon was the term they used, but i didn't mm. i didn't uh it was an energy, energy weapon
1: that fired a laser, so yeah yeah well so it it was
0: but you know obviously the cops need them do they really need two hundred of them? I would hope not <laughs> I mean they've only got. What, four? Three cops. Three? Four cops. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't seem to have a whole heck of a lot of them. I know there's other volunteer ones out there, but that we have. Maybe they're disposable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you use them once, throw them yeah. away.
1: Battery goes dead, you just <clears throat> get it, you throw it out. Yeah. Like a
0: Like an iPhone. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about Kenzie. Oh, yeah. Divas, yeah. Kenzie. Davis, I, I'm
1: starting to like Mr. Davis. I don't know. He, so far, he's got the most character and personality of any of the characters that are on
0: the show. <laughs> Which is weird, because he wasn't really particularly very nice. No, uh, he wasn't. I'm not saying he's a nice guy this time, but at least he's jovial. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. So so Spring, being uh, a particularly nasty human being, and I and I genuinely don't <laughs> think he's a particularly nice guy. Obviously, um, I think we I think we had that discussion once before. Sometimes hardened cops can be a little bit. Um, what's the word? Oh, hardened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little bit too jaded there. yeah. Uh huh. Um, so he brought Divas up without telling anybody and he ran him through the cops. Yep. And apparently had him try to bribe them. And the ones that took the bribes are now being cashiered.
1: That's clever. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Mm. Yeah, an Isn't entrapment? that entrapment? It could be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty be. sure you're not allowed to actually send a cop to to do a crime. I know the whole stuff about you know cops having to say people go, oh well, if you think the person's a cop, you just have to ask him, are you a yeah. cop? And then they have to tell you a cop. No, they do not have to. No, tell you. They, they they can lie to you, but yes. I don't think that they can they can't solicit the crime specifically they can respond to your solicitation yeah. but they yeah. cannot solicit the crime i believe that's the way that works yeah, and I think, I think so it was pretty clear he solicited the crime yeah in this uh at least in kenzie's uh videotape that the mm-hmm. perp was like hey you know i pay a lot of good money to to get that cleared up you know yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, she's bent and mm-hmm. um, uh, gets gets fired for it, as does apparently the American, who once again the Americans are portrayed in such a weird light in this show. Right? Oh, there's Hubble. Hey, nice to know. Uh, apparently he just goes, oh, you got me. I quit. Yeah. And leaves. He's the only American in the Star Cops, a cor- a cor- apart from David. Right. Weird. But Kenzie, being Australian, the land of Tegan Javanka. <laughs> uh, is not going to take this. And I've got friends in all my places. And it is absolutely masterful the way Spring sees the gun as useful, sends Divas down to bypass her. Right. Working on the assumption that if the Star Cops get in good with a, a sale of 200 guns to mm-hmm. the Australian company they're not going to take any nobody in australia is going to give them grief over firing a bent cop who happens to be australian Uh, you know and on top of that she apparently had some sort of link with a company to get a commission through that and he he bypasses that neatly too it it is it is yeah it is cunning it's also a bit nasty but hey i guess that's why they hired this guy to uh to get the job done mm-hmm. surprising that he wasn't the boss at his precinct back on earth no true or whatever true. they call them
1: maybe his uh, maybe his boss there was even worse than him
0: <laughs> however kenzie gets sent back to earth or she's told to get out of town by sundown brown yep. and not long after she doesn't manage to accomplish anything she's on a shuttle back into space yep is that does that count? <laughs> Does that count? You got out of, I got out of town. I got out of Dodge well, City Marshal and then I came back. Then I came back, yeah. Well, but it, I'm coming back in an honest capacity, not as a cop. What? So.
1: Yeah, well, he she was just banished from the moon base, I kind of got
0: the feeling of. Well, she you wasn't know. even stationed on the moon base.
1: Oh, that's right. She was in the uh uh
0: I Can't coral, remember the name of the station. Coral Sea, Coral, C- Cor- yeah, coral or, or something like that. Yeah, the the station. Coral Reef, Coral Sea. Something like that. So, uh,
1: you know, maybe you know, just banished from the Star Cops. I I don't know.
0: So, and she manages through wild coincidence to have a seat next to Divas.
1: Yeah, that was kind of coincidence. Uh, Maybe. Don't know how many shuttles there are up to uh, the stations a day.
0: Oh, especially coming from Australia, probably. Probably.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So I guess maybe nice, guess. nice uh, space planes. Though I like those.
0: That was kind of nice.
1: Yeah, it's like, hmm. I wonder if those are from another TV series. <laughs> <laughs> They're too good
0: for this. <laughs> yeah, it was. It wasn't bad, and it was kind of nice looking inside. I mean, I, I, I like looking at that shuttle. Going, wow. God, I wish we had that kind of luxury and on a seven thirty seven, or
1: any commercial airliner, any yeah.
0: commercial airline of any kind. I did notice that.
1: Uh, Some of the walls and stuff were from the Moon Base.
0: (laughs) It's a reusable tech. Apparently, yes. I mean, once you got something that works, just uh, just Mm -hmm. keep keep building it up.
1: Light enough to go into space. Most of you use on on everything that's space rated. Sure.
0: So they save the day. Yes. Um, (laughs) Screening on planes. Do you think? Do you think? They managed to get both a gun and yeah. a vial and knives, I think, and a vial of a, some sort of lethal pathogen.
1: I guess. I, I thought it was referred to as a bomb, but it's like, oh, it looks like a bubble of glass. Interesting. Must be something in it. All right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't I I, you're right. I don't know what exactly it would do if it broke, but obviously it's not going to be good. Get little
1: bits of glass all over everything. Somebody might get it in their eye.
0: Uh, well, you know, when they're in you know, <laughs> velocity of a space plane, that could be... Yeah. No, my guess is that it had something in it that would, in some way, kill everyone on board yeah, the show.
1: it. Yeah, probably had VX in it or something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, but they rescue the day, mm-hmm. they save the day, and Kenzie, who seems to be forming quite a friendship with Divas... Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think they'll
1: probably work well together. <laughs>
0: They will, uh, they get on the news and Kenzie. And I'll all credit to her, she got outmaneuvered by Spring, but all credit to her, she outmaneuvered him. <laughs> yep, on the news, she by, saved that one real well. <laughs> she's putting all the credit for this completely coincidental and accidental event back on Spring. Yep, it's like, oh, yeah, the boss is a great. Great right. yeah. plan and this thing, and we were there and save the day, and it's all to him. And as Spring said, she's reinstating herself. Yeah, which explains why she's on the cover of the Big Finish uh, Star Cops ah. uh, audio adventures. Uh, okay, but uh, that's one that that did make it through to the uh, to the twenty first century anyway. Hmm. Cool. Um, I don't know that I have anything else on no. this episode? A
1: couple of minor things when uh, Spring and Throw There's nothing in...
0: minor on this podcast oh, okay, okay. okay, go ahead when,
1: they, when they're in the little uh, the space buggy going to the moon base and uh, 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 David tells him, you can take your helmet off, and then the, they show almost an over-the-shoulder shot of uh, Spring without gloves on, but he's got his helmet on. It's like, okay I,
0: <laughs> Why? Good, good point <laughs> Good
1: point. (laughs) So he doesn't bump his head, perhaps. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's maybe it's faster to put the gloves on than it is to put the helmet on.
1: Mm, Maybe. Don't know. I thought that was kind of odd. Um, I like the fact that or the uh, the visual they used in the uh, channel control room of you looking out from the display screen that they're looking at the train status on. You know, the reversed image of all the the dots moving and stuff. That's kind of cool. I like that.
0: I got to tell you initially. Yeah. My first thought was, Oh, see, and, and listeners, we are watching star cops from YouTube copies. Yes. I'll tell you that right now that it, it is as of the time of this airing, it's on YouTube. And, you know, sometimes they do things like cut the opening credits off or something else to, defeat the auto copyright oh. detection <laughs> i thought that they'd reversed the video oh, yeah we've been watching the, it left the to right
1: numerals on the clock are backwards yeah
0: yeah <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> I saw that, and that i'm like huh, it never occurred to me that this might be reversed because i've yeah. never seen the original so who, who knows <laughs> yeah but then it became clear that it was through the thing but it was it was yeah it was a nice shot
1: yeah, it, that that visual uh style or i forget the right term for it uh you know To to convey something like that, Uh, that worked out well, Uh, which in this series, I've noticed that a lot of things that are kind of important, uh, sometimes they just don't get the shot that we're accustomed to today in Mm -hmm. TV, like when uh, uh, Spring shoots Dr. Chandri. Yeah. Uh, I didn't catch that until the second viewing, because it takes about a second yeah. I just figured that he went down with his ship. You know, maybe I looked away for a moment. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was kind of interesting. So was he going to kill Spring? I think so, yeah. I think he was going to do that. And then I guess he's going to kill himself?
0: So Spring came out there on his own, I think, and surprised him. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> well, he couldn't have surprised him because he had to go through security. So he must have right, known. Right, he
1: knew he was coming. And, and I don't know how Chandry got rid of his uh, his fellow crew members. I don't know if he, oh, he, he, he said pressurized he, or he, he zapped He
0: wormed them. the computers. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, if he already did that, then the whole place should have been blown up anyways. So listen,
0: listen, people. I just want to warn you right now if you're if you're listening to this on an electronic device, <laughs> it, don't say it. It could kill you. <laughs> <laughs> There is a keyword inside Alexa and you don't want to say it. Because <laughs> Jeff Bezos is also oh. potentially, you know, trying to live up to his father. I don't know. Could be. Uh, <laughs> let's get the paranoia going. Oh, there actually was one thing, that You mentioned them being in the moon buggy. Mm-hmm. Uh there was the line about the smell <laughs> of the the smell of space travel.
1: Yes. That was, um, that was
0: cute. I thought first off, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> maybe that's that maybe a thing I've never heard of when it comes to well, I space think it was travel. In, in reference a little to or the gas or
1: yeah, the doors opening and you get scared and I think you know the illusion there was that you know he crapped his pants. In fact, yep. I think Thoreau even said so much.
0: He did. He did say those exact same yeah, but words. My
1: question is: When the door opens and you see the bleak lunar landscape with the black sky above it, why would that be any more terrifying than looking out the window or even spacewalking on a station okay. where there's nothing for you to land on? So have to planet a long ways. I don't get it.
0: Th- there is a there is a bit to this that I failed to put in my notes, but I did mean to talk about, and it it's tied to that line. They draw them out there for nothing. Chandry brings them out for nothing. true. He, he true. literally, he literally could have said, "Hey, StarCop, I can't tell you what I'm working on, base, but Black Hand group anarchists might be something." You know, they have like that triple freaking encryption system that Lee used in the last <laughs> episode. Yeah. So he could have sent an encrypted message that just said, Here, "Here's what I got." Right. And and who knows? Maybe that's all tapped into too. But but the point is, is that spring realized that there was something more there was Mm -hmm. something else that chantry wanted to say There was something something important that he just he was holding back on and you know he blames david for talking too much and getting spooking chantry or whatever it is but then but then there is you know spring on a high security base we won't call it military it's civilian but a high security intelligence uh, uh project and he's just oh i see you're working on an intelligent listening system where you can tap into stuff and stuff it's like now if you walked into area 51 and you started babbling on instead of about aliens about whatever super secret thing that they're actually doing there yeah. you might think you ain't going to make it home well there's that that they're yes. going to they're going to kill you in (laughs) some way an accident halfway across the moon back to the base or you might even start thinking it's like why did he call me out here on this you know relatively dangerous drive yeah when he could have just dropped me an email and you you wonder was it all a setup to get the star cops out here to kill us on the way back and so i think that's what it was I think, I think that they were actually worried that at some point here, they were going to be eliminated. I don't know why at the doors, um, I would have thought that when they got further out and the computer security system had the power to shut down their buggy, he just shuts down their buggy and says, yeah.
1: You're going to stay there for a while. There's no way you can walk anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's poor storytelling. I'm afraid. I,
0: I, I think so, and I yeah, and of course nothing it's... comes from it. Like I say, there are the suspicions. I got the suspicions. I felt that way. Um, I think, I think David even makes a line of it to to spring about it uh, there in the thing about feeling a little paranoid about because he says something. I was hoping we get a chance to return. Is it feeling a little paranoid about it? It's like yeah, yeah. I, I got that, but I couldn't figure out why, and subsequently we now know that there is nothing to it because chantry wanted spring to accomplish something hmm. so why did we get that vibe of you know you've you've poked the you've poked the villain's base and now he's going to to end you or he set a trap i
1: don't know uh, maybe the uh maybe the trip out there was just to give the illusion of them doing really important work i don't know it yeah Hmm. Like I said, poor storytelling, I'm afraid. Any other points? Uh, Nice to see that uh, Spring is still continuing to use Box like we use Google now to look up uh, that quote to figure out what movie it was from.
0: (laughs) That was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And don't you think it's kind of interesting that Box is kind of what Chantry is working on?
1: Yes. uh, That did not escape me. And
0: uh, yeah, and <laughs> I would have thought that it would not be difficult then for Chandry with time and right you know, precedent to have a better system,
1: right? Or even you know, one of those prototypes,
0: yeah, it's got to be yeah. a few, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, once again. Something that, uh, you know, I guess that we think would be really valuable. The second time we've seen it completely glossed over by somebody who would have great interest in it. You know, first the spy and then this guy who's working on the same
0: project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that would <laughs> be, it. probably would be worth killing Spring for.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be a great, uh, great accident to have. Yeah. The, the only thing left is Box. Oops. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If they ran out of air on that buggy, they mm-hmm. could just bring the buggy back, get Boxed. Yep. Well, he yep. didn't have it with him.
1: Uh. Yeah, strange. Oh well. We have different values here in the future, apparently.
0: Well, and that's why the people that invented things like uh devices like that are, are filthy rich. It's because the other people who thought of the idea didn't really grasp the value of it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still amazed by you know, when I, I look through the skills that my Alexa can do or my Echo can do, and it's like, uh, wow, there's a lot of things that people have figured out to make this thing do, a lot of integration with other types of software and stuff. But then on the other hand, why?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All all you have to do is to give up every bit of privacy you ever had. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) There you go,
1: yeah. You're going to hear a lot of cats fighting. Uh, I think that's what my cats do when I'm not home. They certainly do it while I'm at home. So, yeah.
0: Now, nah, they save that for you. Oh, <laughs> do they? Yeah, of course. I'll have to check Their the cats. security camera. <laughs> no audience. Why bother? <laughs> Might be truth in that. <laughs> they, they, they want you to know, they, they want to fight so that you can get a feel for which cat deserves to be fed. They're, they're yes, fighting more. for your uh, <clears throat> sort of a dominance kind of thing is like, I'm the more worthy cat. That could be. Give me, my food. All right. Well, I guess that's what we've got on intelligent yep. listening for beginners. Another one and in the can. Another one in the can. Next time, it's another episode. <laughs> hmm. Forgot the name of it, eh?
1: <laughs> I uh, have not
0: looked it up yet.
1: No. Trivial games and paranoid pursuits. Hmm. Huh. It's almost like as if trivial
0: pursuit was a hot, popular thing in the mm. late 80s. Yeah, huh. maybe. Must be. All right. Well, John, thank you for joining me. Oh, you're very welcome. Listeners, I do hope you'll join us again next time on Fusion Patrol. You've been listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Find out how you can be a sponsor and get early access to all episodes and more at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. Come join the conversation on Facebook or Twitter. All episodes are available at fusionpatrol.com. Our music is Fight the Future by Amberwolf. This has been a Lone Locust production.